and Charlemagne the God. I congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So honored to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. This is a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. All three of y'all. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. That's right. One day till Yee Day, which happens tomorrow. Angela Yee Day in Brooklyn. Yes, I'm excited for it. I also can't wait till it's over. Yeah, Clue just texted me and was like, tell you to text me. She was like, I set something up for her. She ain't texting me back, calling me back. Tell you to call me. What did he set up for you, E? Um, no, just somebody that wants to perform because we have a lot of performances. It's a free event in Brooklyn. And he had somebody that wants to perform, so we're just trying to figure out a time slot. The legendary okay. DJ Clue. We got uh, somebody that's performing there tomorrow coming here today, right? A Jamaican who claims who doesn't eat, he doesn't uh, eat Noah pom-pom? Po- Noah Poa. Yeah, Noah, Noah Poa. Yeah, Noah he'll be joining us later on today. Another one of these Jamaican men claiming they don't eat poom poom. He these wants guys. to know why you won't listen to dance hall and reggae. Because they don't eat poom poom. But he'll, he'll talk about it because I know he wants to ask you that personally. <laughs> and then um, and Allison Hines is a soca queen. She's also going to be performing. She flew in yesterday. Everybody's like in town now. So Dope. It's, it's exciting. All right, and also this morning, uh, comedian and writer Neil Brennan will be joining us Our this morning. Our guy, Neil Brennan, the legendary Neil Brennan. I mean, Neil's got a lot of different credits. I mean, co-creator of the Chappelle Show, cult classic half-baked, uh, mm-hmm. classic stand-ups like Three Mics, and he's got a new special he's working on called Unacceptable, and he's performing performing here in New York for the next six weeks. Mm-hmm. I forgot where, though. Yeah, I think he just started a couple days ago. Yesterday, I think. Yeah, like two days ago. Mm-hmm. It was his first show. Okay. And it's a new music Friday, too. A lot of, well, I don't know if a lot of new music came out, but Baby Keem and Kendrick dropped. I know that yeah, much. Baby Keem and Kendrick came out. Also, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, and Lil Dirt came out. Oh, so. I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't hear that one. Also, yeah, they well, had another Donda listening session last night. As they should have. He's building the anticipation for that album, The Right Way to the Album Drop. No, no, he's pushed it back. <laughs> yeah. I told y'all. I told they y'all. It, they have it listed on the 29th on Apple Music, yeah. which is Sunday. 29th, Sunday. No, they changed it to September now. Oh, they did. They changed. You got to do one more. You yep. got to do one more listening party in Chicago, man. You think uh, Chicago? You think or LA? Nah, nah. Chicago. He don't have no ties to LA like that. Well, I guess because his family. But when it comes to his mom, he don't got no ties to LA, right? Yeah. He's born in Atlanta. And then he was raised in Chicago with his mom. I listen. I love this. The album is about your mom. If the album is about your mom, you want it to be as 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 great musically as it can possibly be, and you got to build as much anticipation for it as you possibly can. And I, I mean. We're He's talking done about that. It. Everybody is, bro. <laughs> He's just moving pieces around. Night. You'll see. He's just moving pieces around now. He's taking this verse off, putting this verse on, taking this verse off. Doing that's all he's doing. He's trying to get it right. It's about his mom. (laughs) Like this is an album named after his mom. You got to get it right. It's got to be as close to classic as possible. Because that's what you would want people to say, right? You'd want the album to be critically and commercially successful if it was named after your mother, wouldn't you? Maybe the first time he pushed it back, but this is like the fifth time. Man, we gonna we ain't going nowhere. We'll still be here to get it. You're right. It's It's gonna be just like the chronic. All right. No, it's not. Not the chronic. Right. Uh, detox. Detox. It's going to be just like detox. No, no, no. See, the difference between detox and Donda is there's proof that Donda actually exists. All right? We don't know anything about Why are we, we heard talking joints, about detox? We heard joints from detox. We heard I the joint with him and Jay on detox that, that got leaked. Yeah, then remember he did joints with uh, Dipset that we didn't know if they, maybe that was going on detox. I don't remember none of this. 
These all sound like urban legends. Sound like Sasquatch right. and Loch Ness Monster, even though I believe in them more than I believe in Detox. Well, that's going to be done, though. But let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Man, we got to talk about what happened at the airport, Kabul Airport, uh, the attack that happened that left 13 U.S. service mm, members mm, mm, mm. Uh, dead. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, good morning. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, 13 U.S. service members have died as a result of an attack at the Kabul airport that happened yesterday. That's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. Sending healing energy to all their families. That's horrible. And also 18 were injured, and then more than 90 Afghans are dead and at least 150 wounded because of these blasts that came at the airport with suicide bombers. They are saying this is the result of ISIS-K, and they've taken credit for it. And they said that they carried out the suicide attack, but they also provided no evidence to support the claim that they did this. Here is what Joe Biden had to say about retaliation against ISIS-K. To those who carried out this attack, as well as anyone who wishes America harm, know this. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay. I will defend our interests and our people with every measure at my command. And that's Kabul, K-A-B-U-L airport. Mm-hmm. And uh, Biden also talks about how he does plan to strike with precision. And he has ordered military commanders to develop operational plans to strike ISIS-K's assets, leadership, and facilities. You can't we will not be deterred by terrorists. We will not let them stop our mission. We will continue the evacuation. I've also ordered my commanders to develop operational plans to strike ISIS-K assets, leadership, and facilities. We will respond with force and precision at our time, at the place we choose, in the moment of our choosing. Here's what you need to know. These ISIS terrorists will not win. We will rescue the Americans in there. We will get our Afghan allies, and our mission will go on. America will not be intimidated. Embarrassing. Uh, the incompetence of the U.S. government. Weak pullout game. Uh, I know he said the Taliban won't win, but they already did. 13 U.S. soldiers gone because of poor planning or, or, or lack of planning. But this is bad. Like, those deaths should weigh heavy on somebody's conscience because I feel like that, that could have been avoidable. Like, talking about uh, striking with precision, you can't even pull out with precision. How are you going to strike with precision? Now, we also said that the military will be provided anything that they need moving forward. I've instructed the military, whatever they need, if they need additional force, I will grant it. And with regard to finding tracking down the ISIS leaders who ordered this. We have some reason to believe we know who they are, not certain, and we will find ways of our choosing without large military operations to get them. Sending healing energy to the to those 13 soldiers' families. Man. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. That's horrible. There are still roughly 1,000 Americans left in Afghanistan after that attack, according to the Pentagon. Mm, Most mm, of them mm, who mm. are trying to get out. All right, well, that is... How many more people going to die? Well, that is your front page news. Because of somebody's poor planning. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us right now. Phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this what's up what's trav 
Yeah, yeah. What's hey, Trev. What's up, boo? What's up, Sean? Peace, sis. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited. I got to see my boo, Angela Yee, tomorrow for Yee Day. So oh, like, you coming out for Yee Day? <laughs> now, I'm like, I really like how to see you tomorrow. Yee Yee, what's playing for tomorrow so far? Um, well, for tomorrow, we have about 11 different performances, but we're keeping them brief. We're going to keep them moving. It's a lot of Caribbean uh, artists that are going to be performing. You know, this is when the Labor Day, West Indian American Day Parade would have been happening next week, but it's canceled. And, you know, my own culture, too. So we're just celebrating that. And then we have a lot of free things, uh, giveaways, a lot of information about careers, entrepreneurship, uh, finances, all of that. So and free Chick-fil-A. Oh, well, I, well I, I'm definitely there for all of that, but especially the free chicken. All right. <laughs> I know you were going to get excited over that free chicken. Just like a nigger. It should have had Popeyes. Well, Trav, you definitely got <laughs> to get on stage and, and say what's up to everybody, too, when you come out. Let Trav perform. Well, uh, the, the, I, I, don't do, I don't do reggae music. Oh. I mean, that's not all we have. Even though I probably could write a banger. But listen, I got my nephews with me for this whole week, right? I just want to give a kudos and a shout out to all the parents out there. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how y'all do it. The fact that you know, for breakfast, I'm used to spending like seven dollars for breakfast, and it literally changes to like spend over twenty bucks for breakfast. I understand what people cook at home now. And while how old is mama he? and daddy used to cook at home, I can't have kids. How old is he? Um, I have three of them. I have one that is fourteen, one that is eleven, and one that is nine. Jeez. And I'm, I'm bringing it with me tomorrow. You want three more? Right, you, want, you, want to, you want to, since you're watching kids, you want three more for a little bit? I'm ready to send them back home. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Trav. to meet them. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, guys, my name is Alex. How you doing this fine morning? Alex, good morning. Get it off your chest. All right, it's my mother. She's a hoarder. What am I supposed to do? She can't uh, seem to let go of her path. My parents are hoarders also. It's tough. It gets to be, you know, too much. You got two kids still living in the house. You know, you're working full time. How are you supposed to manage? Yeah, I was just telling them yesterday. I was like, come on, let's redo the house. Let's do this. Let's get rid of stuff. But they just, they're hoarders. You know, she, doesn't, she doesn't have that bone that she you know, wants to feel free, wants to have this burden lifted off her shoulders. You know, how, how am I supposed to help her? How do I get through to her head? You need to get her on Extreme Home Makeover. Remember that show? Oh my goodness, I may be a little too young to know, really remember that, but, you know. <laughs> How about you find out what some of those things mean to your mom before you think about just throwing stuff away, bro? Well, I, it seems to be a lot of it's like her family mementos, like her grandmother's like fine china, you know. Exactly. From her old house. Stuff with a sentimental yeah, value. I understand it's hard to let go of those things, but you know. How yeah, about how about yeah, feel free. how about find a way to help her organize them and store them away for you know the the, the classic sentimental mementos they are to her instead of saying let's just throw them out, mom. That's not going to work. That's a great idea, and I may have to take you up on that one. Yeah, same way y'all Negroes uh, put y'all sneakers away in nice little boxes. You know what I'm saying? Do that for your mom. My dad be hoarding stuff like he steals like paper towels from out the bathrooms and all that. And he'll like bring that home and then it'll be all in the... I'm like, yo, you got to throw this stuff away. 
Why do we have all this here? All right. Well, thank you for calling. Hello, who's this? What's up? This poor baby from Charleston. What's up, brother? Four three. Chuck, what's happening? You already know, baby. What's going on? Good morning. What's up, my dog? Yes, sir. What's happening? What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, that's why I won't get off my chest. I think it's time for the people in this country to really wake up and see who the real enemy is because if y'all paying attention to those president that we got in the seat right now, he ain't done nothing but cause destruction ever since he get into the seat. And, and what happened to those people in Cabal? That just like the icing on the cake that need to show the people how much he care about our people. Um, I, 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 I would agree with you to a certain extent, but I mean, you know, what happened there has been going on for the past 20 years, so you really got to put it on the last four presidents. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I mean it, it, them all his peers. Yes, to you your, to, to so your, I mean, to your point, don't nobody really care about us, in the words of Michael Jackson. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, like, at the end of the day, when we look at the last president who put in the seat, and I'm saying me, that's me, I'm biasedly speaking, but... Trump ain't been the war, and he ain't been no bloodshed with the American people, especially in foreign countries. But every other president had bloodshed with, from the American people in them countries. You see what I said? Like, it's a four years, everybody shitting on Trump. There ain't been no soldiers dying, ain't been no wars. I saw, I saw him made peace with everybody that they thought we were going to war with. Mm. But then once Joe Biden get back in the seat, we back to 2010, we back to 2000. Three, four, five. We Three, four, five. <laughs> no, I feel you, brother. I'm listening. I'm listening to what you're saying. So right, I mean, brother. like, at the end of the day, I feel like the people just got to realize who is who. I don't think I don't think the people really recognize and realize who and who. I think people just following media narratives and they ain't really paying attention to who the real devils is. Yes, sir. Well, have a good right, day, bro. my brother. Thank you for calling, man. I don't know if nothing he said just now was true. I, I have don't no know idea. Either. I don't know. Get it off. <laughs> he was from your. He was from your side of the uh, town. So yes, I just, you know, he, he, he's, hey, he's getting it off his chest. I haven't. I, I can't. I can't confirm or deny anything he just said. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about Shaq. He is discussing rejecting a forty million dollar deal. We'll tell you what that deal was and why he turned it down. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report. With Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Shaq has revealed while on the Full Send podcast how he walked away from a $40 million deal with Reebok. Now, he talks about a moment when he was confronted by a woman who was upset that he was selling these sneakers so expensive. I had a Reebok deal, 40 for five, and I'm leaving the arena one day and this lady, is, she's ripping me into it. You mother charging these babies all this money for the shoes? So I had like a 2,000 in my pocket. I was like, ma'am, I don't make the prices. Here you go. And she smacked the money in my hand and I thought about it. So that day, cut ties with Reebok. I told him, I said, keep the money. This ain't right. Don't want to make it no fight. I'll still wear the shoes that I wear during the season, but I'm going to be looking to do my own thing. Why are they calling that a reveal? He's told that story a million times. Yeah, he has. <laughs> now he talks about uh, how he actually ended up doing this deal and how he ended the deal with Reebok. So I started the Shaq brand, and I went to my favorite store, Walmart, 
and we did a deal. I was in all stores, and my price point for the shoes were $29, $19. And since then, we sold over 400 million pair. Shit. It's not that kids don't want to wear $20 shoes. They don't want to wear shoes that look like they cost $20. So the designs that they had at Reebok, I said, y'all come with me now, and we're going to design some shoes. I don't give a how much money I lose. Make these kids look good and feel good. Maybe I listened to too many Shaquille O'Neal interviews, because I've heard that story a yeah, million no. times exactly he said the it, same He said way. it a lot of times. <laughs> well, he he's also he one just step said it closer. on Ernie Leisure like a month ago. Well, he's one step closer to owning Reebok itself now. No, he owns it. Yeah, with his partnership with ABG. Yeah, ABG, yep. So, yeah, so that's, um, I mean, it's not just him, but it's a, a company. And by the way, uh, did you guys see Russell Westbrook's new Jordans that he has about to come out? The Westbrook one take threes? Mm-mm. Okay. All right, yeah, so I saw that they have that happen. He actually started off his career as a Nike athlete, and now he switched over to Jordan brand in 2012, and he has his sneaker coming out. Okay. All right, now get ready for uh, a new James Bond, and guess who is the favorite for the next James Bond? Idris Elba. No. And who'd you say? Idris Elba. Oh, no. It's Reggae Jean Page from Bridgerton. Oh. That's who they are saying he is in the running to take over. And he's being talked about amongst Bond producers uh, after Daniel Craig bows out as James Bond in his last film, No Time to Die. What that would make about sense. Idris Elba being James Bond forever, though? I thought so, too. I think they said that was a rumor at mm. the time. So now this is the person, Reggae Jean. I know, I know uh, Envy, you envy Reggae Jean Page because you would really love to take over. I don't envy him, but I, I think that would be a, a, a you great think he's choice. Cute. I think, no, I, I think that would be a great choice. Women handsome, love him. Huh? What? I think women love him, so I think he would be a great choice. <laughs> That's a man's way of saying he's handsome. Women love him. Just say you <laughs> think he's is. handsome, bro. Okay. Women love him. And I think he'd be great for that choice. It's so crazy. <laughs> All right. Now, Sweetie has addressed the claims that she and Quavo have been spending time together. You know, there was a whole uh, thing about it, and it went viral. They said they're quietly spending time together again five months after splitting up. This was on Hollywood Life. And she reposted and said, Pinocchio-ass article. Anyway, back to this Sweetie meal. That's her McDonald's meal, her special curated meal from McDonald's. So I guess we can put those rumors to rest that the two of them have gotten back together. Where do these rumors even start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like who sparks no. those? <laughs> All right, and Shark Tank is talking about some new guest sharks for the new season, and one of them is actually Kevin Hart. So that should be uh, interesting to see. But the new season will have these guest sharks, and they'll each appear individually on the show's panel throughout the upcoming season alongside the staple sharks. You know, I love watching Shark Tank. The new yeah, season starts uh, Friday, October 8th at 8 p.m., and then these episodes are available the day after they premiere on Hulu. What season is this, 27, 31, uh, it? And it's always 42. on. What channel is it that is always on when you turn on the TV? Word is on, Shark Tank always on. All right, and Steve Harvey is going to be starring in a, a courtroom comedy show as Judge Steve Harvey. ABC has ordered a 10-episode series to this unscripted courtroom comedy series. And so imagine Steve Harvey as a judge. It says Harvey plays by his own rules, basing his courtroom on his own life experiences and some good old common sense. I am definitely interested in that. <laughs> Can well, you just be a judge? Can you just get take the stand? It's, and a try com- cases? it's a comedy show. It's not real. Oh, it's like like it's night court or something. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. Not real. Okay. I can see like a Judge Mathis type of vibe coming Absolutely. from that because Judge Mathis is hilarious when he's on there. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. 
All right. Thank you, Missy. Now we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes. Seven U.S. Capitol Police officers are suing former President Donald Trump and Stop the Steal organizers. That's over the January 6th riot. And are we getting into some of this new music? We about to to play this uh, new Family Ties, Baby Keem and Kendrick Lamar? Yep. We're going to get into it now. And uh, we'll be back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. JMV and the General Insurance is all about flexible with their flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Get the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Go 800 General or go to thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Our radio station. Let me put a little bit of the Breakfast Club up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. You are rock, 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 rocking with the all right. That's cool. Um, that's why. My God. Baby Keem, Kendrick uh, Lamar, Family Ties. Of course, Baby Keem is uh, Kendrick Lamar's artist. That's his cousin, too. Kendrick, cousin, yep. mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar just better than y'all. It's really that simple. Some things are not complicated. He's just better than you. That's it. All right. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, seven U.S. Capitol Police officers are suing former President Donald Trump and the Stop the Steal rally organizers and members of far-right extremist groups. And that is for them spreading lies, using white supremacist sentiments to attempt to overthrow the 2020 election, and also for the riot that injured more than 140 officers on January 6th. Plaintiffs and their fellow law enforcement officers risked their lives to defend the Capitol from a violent mass attack, an attack provoked, aided, and joined by defendants in an unlawful effort to use force, intimidation, and threats to prevent Congress from certifying the results of the 2020 presidential election. That's what the lawsuit says. So because of that, plaintiffs were violently assaulted, spat on, tear gassed, bear sprayed, subject to racial slurs and epithets, and put in fear for their lives. And they do have some injuries, which they say persist to this day. So these are just one of the string of legal actions against former President Donald Trump. They do want to hold him liable for the Capitol insurrection. And the Supreme Court has... Somebody need to. The Supreme Court has blocked the CDC from enforcing the federal moratorium on evicting renters during the pandemic. So the current moratorium was imposed in early August. It was supposed to expire in October, in the beginning of October. It was challenged by a group of landlords. They argued that the CDC has no authority to impose these restrictions on their own. And they also said that landlords in this country have been losing as much as $19 billion a month. And the justices did agree with them. The landlords argued in their filing that Congress never gave the CDC the staggering amount of power that it claims. So... Yeah, I've been saying that for a long time. There's a lot of people that are, are landlords that can't pay their bills because people are just not paying rent. And they're not paying rent not because they don't have it. A lot of people are not paying rent because uh, they don't have to. And that's a big difference. And the government, just like they help the people that, you know, that don't have to pay rent, they need to help those landlords. A lot of landlords are not going to make it. They're going to lose their properties. And, and it's going to get nasty. It's going to land- start getting nasty. And if landlords lose their properties, then people lose their place to stay, right? Correct. Mm. Right. I mean, it's a difficult time, though, also for tenants. I mean, we do have this pandemic going on right now and COVID transmission rates have been spiking in recent weeks. So. Yeah, but just because you're a landlord, that doesn't make you you rich. A lot of people, it's their first time investing in the home and they need that money to pay the rent. And if they don't got that money to pay the rent, what 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 does the landlord do? You, you need something to help the landlord as well. Mm. Right. Nobody's saying the landlords are rich, but I'm also saying it's a difficult time for people if they really don't have it. What do you do with that? 
You got to just like you help the people, the tenants, you got to help the landlords. They help the tenants. They're giving them checks. They're allowing them not to pay without getting kicked out. But if you're allowing people to stay with not getting kicked out, then you have to do something with the mortgage companies where people will not get foreclosed on their properties. That makes perfect sense to me. Because, you know, like 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 we just said, if the landlord, you know, can't eat and the landlord got to close his property, the, ten- the tenant don't got no place to stay anyway. All right. And Tropical Storm Ida, they're saying that could become a major hurricane before making landfall on the Gulf Coast. So get ready for that. That's churning in the Caribbean Sea. They said it's forecast to intensify into a hurricane, and all this could be happening by Sunday afternoon as it makes uh, landfall on the Gulf Coast. So just everybody that, that's traveling this weekend, uh, just make sure that you're really careful and understand Louisiana is directly in the crosshairs right now, and they said that landfall stretches from eastern Texas to the Alabama coastline as well. Wow. All right, that is your front-page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we have comedian and writer Neil Brennan joining us this morning. Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan has a, a new special that he's working on. He's actually performing here in New York for six weeks. Where is he performing at? Somebody pull it up. Uh, the show is called The Unacceptable Show. And Neil's All just right. one of those guys. You know, he's co-created the Chappelle Show. Uh, you know, the uh, classic stand-up comedy, Three three Mics. I thought it was classic. And uh, now he's got Unacceptable. So we'll be here to, Neil will be here to talk to us about all types of stuff. All right, we'll get into that next, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hour 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Comedian and writer Neil Brennan. Thank you for having me. I I think Angela's over this show because I just said I'm I'm so happy to be here, and she goes, "Why?" I, know. <laughs> I never think that in the morning when yeah. I get here. It's like I don't know because it's a cool place to hang out and discuss things. Is that you a know? telltale sign somebody's over something? Yeah, this is not. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah, just put your notice in, ye. Just like, <laughs> Just tell people you're leaving. Look around. Do you, let me ask you this, because as somebody who comes in here every day, I feel a little numb to what the studio looks like. But when you look around, does this look like a clean environment? This is a, more of a crime scene <laughs> than a clean environment. It's getting a little uh, cluttered, but I'm, I like clutter. Me too. You guys get a lot of free stuff. You're a in a lot. tough position because you can't throw it away. That's right. So you kind of got to go, ah, we're going to feature it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna feature it in the studio in somewhere. Here. It just looks like a looks. It's starting to look like uh, Fred Sanford's junkyard. Yes, yeah, we do. Quarters. Unacceptable, man. Why? Yes. Why that name? You know, uh, it's the show's basically about just the ways in which I don't really do the stuff you're supposed to do. Like I don't really drink. Don't really smoke weed. Not married. That's the big one. Not married. Don't have kids. And I'm I'm old. Just the ways in which I don't quite fit in the stuff so you're unacceptable to who because i mean you present as an undercover cop like if you came around, i'm serious <laughs> you know what's funny the undercover cop thing when people think showbiz like you know i've seen cocaine maybe five times in my life i'm so insulted by the fact that no one ever offers me cocaine because <laughs> no i never offers me cocaine is that have you only one time ever yeah, isn't it? I've, no Chicago, one's ever offered. Yeah. Tell me more. I didn't even know the woman. <laughs> she was an older white lady. She came over to me and she goes, you like to party? 
and mm. I didn't know what she was talking about. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm at one, I guess. I, I mean, do. yeah. That's the line, too. You like I the party? I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. And then she was like, no, you like to party party. And I was like, um, I didn't know what she was propositioning. And then she said, look, do you like cocaine? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm okay. Thank you. Like, oh, it's like a sitcom. <laughs> Neil, yes. this conversation is unacceptable for the radio. I know. This okay, is kids not are correct. listening. Yeah, it's no, early no. in the morning. So, yeah, I've never done, uh, weed doesn't really work on me. I like shrooms. What is unacceptable to you, Neil, <laughs> at this point in your life? Well, at this point, it's more about what people want you to do. Like, they, people really want you to just get into, they want you to get married. For women, it must be worse. Are you married? Yeah, I was going to, no, I'm not. And I don't have kids. That's what I was going to ask you about that. No, well, that's what, when when you're a woman, they I think they pity you, right? Yeah, they act like your life can't possibly be complete. If, yes. Yeah. And so I always feel like with men, y'all have a lot more time to do that. Like, really, I feel like for... I'm married. Oh. I feel uh, like for a man, good, in a way, you're kind of like a prize if you are not married with kids. Yeah. Well, I, I do a joke that when you're a woman, they pity you, and when you're a guy, they're suspicious of you. Like, I... <laughs> That's true. I would get more trust from women if I'd been married and murdered my wife. Because <laughs> then they'd be like, no, he's capable of love. It just gets too passionate. Whereas now, it's like, because I haven't ever done it, it's like, what's wrong with you? And they can't imagine that I just haven't met the right person to marry yet. And they probably just assume you're gay at this point. Yeah. Just because the the era that we're in. I guess. I don't get very many gay propositions either. Mm-hmm. No, really? Yeah, Do you no, go out, really? I guess I don't go out much. Yeah, I don't, how is you anybody going to proposition you I guess, if you well, don't go Well, they could DM me. <laughs> um, gee, open your eyes. They get DM it. DM do you, him. Do you get a lot of DMs? Uh, no, I actually don't get a lot of. I get like weird, creepy ones. Like I really want to eat your ass and stuff like that, and I just ignore those. What are the creepy ones? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, um, uh, do you have a boyfriend? Yes. Does he know you like him? <laughs> you yeah. seem like the kind of person who you could date for three years before you were like, I think she likes me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not more like, really yeah, we're like sure. friends. I'm like his homeboy. <laughs> yeah. And what are you, how are you doing with the sex? It's good. It's still active and stuff? Sometimes. It depends. You know what my biggest problem is? A, it's long distance. And B, oh. it's also because I wake up so early in the morning that sometimes our schedules don't mesh. And so I'm sometimes ready to go to bed. So if you don't get in there like quick, I fall asleep. Uh, yeah, I got. Well, girls are like that. Girls will fall asleep at like seven fifteen. Well, we pretend we're asleep. Yeah. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I always wonder about you, Yee. I think about Yee a lot. <laughs> Maybe you should DM her. I should DM her. I, hey, I'll, hey, it's Neil. I'll <laughs> eat your. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to party? Yeah, you like to party. I got two questions. You like to party, and you want me to eat your. <laughs> <laughs> How often do you do shrooms? I like microdosing shrooms. But I get, toward the end of the day, I get a little spacey. Mm-hmm. And because I got to go uh, do stand-up, I can't really be sort of forgetting mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock. I want to do shrooms, but I don't want to do them in America. I want to do them in, like, out of the country in, like, nature somewhere. You've still never done shrooms? No, nah, I was supposed to do it. Uh, I was actually going to do it over New Year's in Kabul. Like, we had the whole spiritual ceremony and we blessed the room and everything, much. the fire ceremony, and then I got scared at the last minute. Listen, you know, oh, you told me you were going to do it. Yeah, and then you yeah, didn't yeah do I punked out. Yeah. We have did nature here yeah, in America that you could be out in. You don't have to leave the country. Yeah, you know they got true. forests here. <laughs> you could really go. You have a backyard. Yeah, sure. it's wild. Yeah, what yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Do. It's called New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> You'll go out there. It's not all concrete. You'll get used to it. I want like a beast, though. You're right, though. You're right. I'm a, I, I do want to try it, though. I ain't want to do ayahuasca. 
Yeah, all right, all right, good. I told you about ayahuasca. Yes. Ayahuasca I did, and I've done it a bunch of times now. That was, I'm not even going to front that. I was an atheist, and I took ayahuasca, and I am no longer an atheist. Explain. I need to hear more of this story, Neil. Wow. You yeah, need to hear more. This is a big one. Like, this is almost like wow. can't talk about it on the radio. Basically, it is a god hack. So you saw God or you hear you heard I, him? Here's what, it, okay. There was a point where, you know the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, the movie, where before their faces melt, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when the angels are flying around, mm-hmm. I basically was like, oh, this is that. Wow. I'm in, I'm experiencing a connection to the central beam. I did it with Rock. Chris talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. He had an experience. I don't, all I'm going to say is that motherfucker sobbed for seven hours straight. See, I'm into that. I, if, if, if I'm going to do plant-based medicine, I want to feel those kind of spiritual It's connections. the most profound experience I've ever had. And you have to wow. have a shaman there, right? You have, yeah, you got to have a shaman. And uh, you got to have a good shaman, as a matter of fact. Like, don't, because I've had a, I've had like a rickety shaman <laughs> and a good what shaman. What makes it rickety? Uh, I can't even get into it. Um, <laughs> uh, rickety shaman sounds Yeah, rickety wild. shaman. That's, you, you know what? Have you heard rickety shaman's mixtape? <laughs> Riggedy Shaman has some hot... He got joints on there, man. Um, and the person who told me about it, I had he he didn't know I'd done it, I and I texted him. I was like, you know, I've done it a bunch of times now. And and he called me on the phone, and I said, yo, you didn't tell me it was a, a, a God portal. Wow. And he's like, I couldn't. And I go, why not? And he goes, because you wouldn't have believed me, and you wouldn't have done it. Wow. It's the only... Spiritual experience I've ever had. So you and I, never felt God before that ever. Because I grew up Catholic, so it's like the it's just you're just all you get are rules. Don't touch your d- and let the priest do that. Um, uh, that's what priests are for. Uh, yeah, just like don't like just rules and like spare the rod, spoil the child, which is the Bible's way of saying, hey, child abuse. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, just all these crazy discipline things. Mm-hmm. I'm a better person for having done it. And here's one you're going to like. Haven't taken antidepressants since. All right, we got more with comedian and writer Neil Brennan when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with comedian and writer Neil Brennan. Charlemagne? Neil, who gets treated worse, the unmarried or the unvaccinated? Oh, Charlemagne. <laughs> uh, the unmarried. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, some people will say... God, the thing with being unmarried is guys can't say in front of their wives, like, good for you. But on the side, they're like, yeah, you're doing, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've had so many guys, like, whisper to me, like, don't get married unless you want to have kids. It's so, so funny because my friends who are like not in great marriages or who are divorced now. You mean all your friends? Who's in a good marriage? <laughs> Me. I believe you're in a good I, I really married. believe it. I really believe it. I wish your wife felt the and same Abby way. Too, <laughs> Yee, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I think probably more people are not than are. I would say that. Are not in a good marriage I would than say at like marriages that I aspire to, 15%, and most of them are just kind of look like... Uh, I mean, I, the joke I do is, like, if you ask women how marriage is, they talk like a politician who's trying to duck a scandal. Where you go, hey, Lisa, how are things with you and Mike? And they'll go, like, kids are great. And like, wait, what? <laughs> kids are great? See everybody at the polls November 4th. And then guys, you ask a guy how it is, and it's like he's reading a hostage letter. They're like, hey, hey Mike, how are things with you and Lisa? And he's like, hello, I am happy. 
do not worry about me. <laughs> like it's it's so there's no one where I'm like I want that. Right. It's always like limping along, doing like rickety shaman, like going along, <laughs> doing their best, making the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Have you ever thought you got somebody pregnant? I've, yeah, I've had some some scares. Just right, the fact that they call them scares I know, I was like, lets you know people don't want to have kids. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I had a scare. Like that's <laughs> pregnancy scare. Yeah, I'm pregnancy scare. Like so. Uh, yeah, I've I've had some like some late texts. Mm-hmm. But when but, you get those texts, like I'm late, right? What, were you ever? Well, the like, first thought excited? is like, well, uh, then I'm gonna have to murder you. No. Um, Jesus Christ! Uh, well, I guess I'll have to call the goons. Um, uh, <laughs> the crate challenge, you said? Yeah. No. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> no, I'll you call the say goons. I do the crate challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> we're gonna have you. Um, by the way, I've take I've uh, taken all my money out of Bitcoin and put it into milk crates. You know, you're one of the only people that really comedians that I guess not even say only, but that talk about mental health. He was doing it. Way before it was even. And popular I say to do. you and me, it's like the list of people that talk about it's very less in public. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you, yeah. me, Kevin Love, Demar Derozan. Yeah. It's like a not a long list. Yeah, especially I'm, me. I don't, I just have no shame about it. Mm-hmm. I have no like. Yeah, I take antidepressants. I take like. I'm. It's like having high blood pressure. I'm just like something that happened to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's good though because I mean, because of those conversations, you're one of the people that started getting me to go to therapy. Just hearing you talk about CBT oh, that's and great. everything, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, just I'm being so open glad. about it, I'm like, hmm, I'm yeah, try that. Look, if Neil can do it, I yeah, can too. Yeah, but you see the amount of DMs and messages you get of people going like, because of you, I absolutely, I started, and it's. I mean, I ye, we're out here saving lives. <laughs> I don't know what the f- you're doing, but me and Charlemagne saved over 800 young men last year. Um, do, do you think mental health is, is supplemental or detrimental to comedians? I think it's supplemental because I don't. What I've realized is my the joke writing instinct is just it's like a reflex at this mm-hmm. point, and I just want to feel as good as I can feel. Right. And if even if it meant I don't get to be a comedian anymore, do you know what I mean? Really? Like I'd rather be happy than whatever I am. Like, my career is important, and I, but that's more... I agree with you. The, but with career stuff, don't you find... That's a lot of ego and comparison and why are they getting that and why mm-hmm. am I not getting that? And whereas mental health is like, it's about tuning into yourself. That's right. Do you watch other people's stand-ups? Yeah, I love stand-up. It's just like... in I, I'm like a gym rat for comedy. I, like, I went and saw Mulaney's New Hour mm-hmm. and Chris came to mind last night, and we're, it's like, you know, I love... There's a joke in the show that I called Dave, and I was like, has anyone done this joke? And this, I called him it last year, and mm-hmm. I go, has anyone done this joke? And he goes, you pitched me that joke in 1993. What? <laughs> like, it's just been, like, ra- like, rattling around. So I love... Yeah, like, I'm not one of these... It, that's another one of them. Like, I can't watch other comedians. It's like, because you're, you're selfish. I'm glad Dave started a podcast. I haven't listened to it. Isn't it good? I can't afford I, I Luminary. Yeah, I haven't, listen, I haven't listened to it, but I'm just glad he started one because, like, you know, they, they were saying those last two things were specials, right? So oh, the expect- videos. Yeah, so you're expecting stand-up, but it's just Dave talking, and I'm yeah. like, this is cool, this is yeah. good, but, you know, I can't say this is a stand-up special. Well, I just it, went to his last, um, he just taped his last stand-up special in Detroit. Oh, like a new yeah, hour? What, yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, was, and it was definitely a full stand-up special. Like structured... Yeah, no, right. I thought it was amazing, and he's addressing a lot of things that's happening right now, as usual. So yeah, it's with Dave. It's like it's funny watching 
what was like basically like my roommate become the Dalai Lama. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like I know the dude so well, like so well, and now it's like a deity. Yeah, yeah and it's yeah, like. Yeah. Like when I'm like in so proud of him, and at the same time I'm like I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's like watching a guy become this thing in culture that is beyond and in. But in some ways, it's like was always gonna be that. If you look back, like he's uh, always the voice of reason. Right, but it was like just a matter of t- he kind of had to like wait out culture. It's like that joke I did on the Mark Twain tribute thing, where it was like when HBO passed on. Chappelle show and and they were like we don't need you we have Chris Rock mm-hmm. and they because they could only have one black dude at a time mm. and whereas now they can have three like I said <laughs> um, so so it's like he just had to wait out the kind of kind of in a weird way like white people's racism to accept a different type of person and uh, a different kind of voice and now he's like the it's really cool. Does it affect you that he worked everything out with Comedy Central? Does that mean you get another check too? I it it I'm very happy that he got he he worked it out. You look like you're being held hostage. <laughs> yeah. I am happy. happy in this marriage. Do not Charlemagne, do not worry about me. <laughs> worry about yourself. Uh, I read the note the way I wrote it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, they are they are giving us shelter. Um I was always, I was getting a, I had a piece of the show the whole time. So, like, I wasn't, I, he, he left, so he was in breach of contract. Mm-hmm. I was not in breach of contract. So I was getting my cut, mm-hmm. so to speak, the whole time. I'm glad, it, but it, the good news is it doesn't affect, I don't get any less as a result. Okay. It's not like, well, oh, sorry. Dave, yo, did you talk to Dave? He just came here and took all the money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm lucky in that, like, I've been able to, to, uh. But it's like steady. It's a steady decline. Really? Term, well, it, they because, it all the time. I know, but it's just less valuable. You know, look at your studio. Think uh, over time. <laughs> things. <laughs> look at this dump. Dan 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 it. Dan 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 it dan it dan. Elizabeth. Um, uh, so so uh, so yeah. It just it, it 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 the value goes down, but it's still valuable and it's still like a nice thing because i never know how much it's gonna be mm-hmm. and it's twice a year like okay it's so, a nice check yeah it's a nice check all right well don't move we have more with neil brennan when we come back it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj envy angela Yee, charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with comedian and writer neil brennan charlamagne can you be appropriate politically correct and funny at the same time yeah the the hard thing is not not doing it in a way that's pandering to liberals. It's what Seth Meyers has termed the word clapter. Clapter? Meaning you make a you do a joke that's just pandering to liberals and instead of laughing oh, they just Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Woo! I think things are changing, though. I think they're going back to people wanting, like, real, honest, authentic opinions. I really do. Well, I, my question for you is do you get stressed out from the you you're you guys are in the center of the storm a lot always yeah kind of always and uh does it not cause you personal anxiety yes it 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 does but you know one thing i've always said is you cannot have an opinion about things and expect to hear what you want to hear when you give that opinion so i you can't live with the cheers 
Because if you look for the chance, you'll die by the booze. That's how I always feel. Well, I always know what my intentions are. And my intentions are never to hurt anybody when I give my opinion. True. Mm-hmm. And so for myself, I always feel like you can give your opinion as long as you can stand by it and explain why you feel the way that you feel. Ideally. Ideally, right. Right. And then I know I, I know I'm not a person that's like, I'm trying to do this to, you know, create controversy or hurt somebody. It's really how I feel. And so that makes me not get anxiety because it's just nothing I could do about it. No one's going to. I mean, people can change your mind about things and educate you more about things, but I know I do my best. Well, my question, but so do you guys have words muted on Twitter, Instagram, block stuff? Like, do you have a policy? Um, yeah, I have certain things muted, but I do like to restrict people so they don't know that they're blocked. Oh, so, like, yeah. Muting is great. Yeah. Muting and restricting, I think, is amazing because then they can still like go crazy, but you just yeah. don't see it. It is a funny thing where they get to go crazy and you're just like, oh, I have, I have no I idea. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love I love it. I love muting people. I love blocking people. I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, it's like they're talking about you on 4th Street. And I'm I don't just even gonna, know. I'm on 6th Street. So. <laughs> it's fine with me. I have no idea. But you have to do that for your own mental and emotional well-being. In order to focus and stay doing what God has you here to do, you have to block out that noise. You have to. It's Yeah, it's just hard. It's hard, especially if you're... You like the uh, approval? No, I don't. I don't even go looking for it. Don't right. read, don't read the comments on YouTube. Don't read the comments on Instagram. Don't just work. Just do There's the work. There's so much stuff that I don't see and don't read. As somebody tweeted the other day, I know a lot of people don't like you, but I really support. What you're <laughs> I don't care what anybody and says. I was like, oh, man. I didn't know that many people. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody me. left a comment this morning on Instagram and said, "Are you really homosexual?" I'm like, is this a conversation that's really happening? <laughs> that's actually a CNN segment. <laughs> is Charlemagne gay? Charlemagne. Let us know. But look, okay, now in that person's defense, oh, you play up, a lot you. of gay. What? I didn't even finish. I do. You play a lot of gay games. You talk about it a lot. You did give envy a mold of your butt. You know what it is. So of course people and think that. Neil then, can understand this. I think. But don't drag me. No, into listen, this. listen. <laughs> I like when somebody's uncomfortable. Especially guys, right? Yeah. So for whatever reason, gayness makes guys uncomfortable, especially in this hip hop yeah. space. Yeah. So I just think it's funny. I agree. That's a it's a whiter joke than a black joke. Like black, it's like not. It's like this is not. This exactly. is a uh, a tragedy. Exactly. What you're talking about. So you think that white guys play gay games more? Than way black more. Guys? Yes. Significantly more. Okay, like, I don't know what you guys do. I just slap <laughs> okay. each other on the. N- yeah, just a little. Like, Grabbing and and uh, sending picks. That's a that I avoid. Thankfully, that was the one of my favorite. That was where I was more grateful for having black friends than ever. When I found out that white dudes were sending pictures of their dicks to each other. I know. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. no, that was happening. It was like in the oh eight oh nine. I'll never. I'll was? never forget it. How do you know that that was their? Dick? You don't. You can never know it's their. Dick-y. Right. Unless their um, face is in it. Yeah. Unless their face Somehow. is in it. So people have like slapped you on the. And stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, po- it's more of a poke than a slap. <laughs> I just, it's like, come on, man. It's just like, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's I, crazy to me. Yeah, like, come up with all that. Like, I don't need all Like, just, come on. And stop it. do you it. feel uncomfortable, like? <laughs> I'm not like, what, like, I have a bidet. You have a bidet? No, I want one. <laughs> I have a bidet at my, I've had, I've been in the bidet game since 06. <laughs> And I got it. First of all, it's wonderful. They're not. You can get one. They're like uh-huh. they're, they're on the low end. I like, like them though. Two hundred, three hundred bucks. He can afford it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can do this. Um, you can do by this. the way, you're gonna you're, you'll get that money back over time. Um, just <laughs> in confidence. Just the money you um, save in underwear. But nothing like <laughs> I I 
I have friends that will not use my bidet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? No, no, that no. I don't think you should use someone else's bidet. Well, that's a whole other issue. Yo, but they're afraid. Wild. They're for homophobic reasons. Oh, I thought you meant for hygienic no, reasons. No, like I don't want them to, but they let me know. Like I won't be using. It. It's like no, I'm way ahead of you. You won't be using. They do but, know it's a different stream of water every time that comes out. Right? Yeah, but yeah, mentally, it feels like the same stream. Does it have a dryer? Yeah, yeah. Um, it. I've never like I've had girls <laughs> do, stick a finger in my. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, same. I wasn't like my identity. Like I was fine. <laughs> Everything I thought I was. It's just like, all right, that was okay. Do you ask for girls to put their finger in your? Or no, do you just do it. I tell them. Um, <laughs> in my business, I don't ask for nothing, ye. Um, I no, that's just a thing that happens. And you go, okay, that looks like fine. It wasn't like, oh, I found my new lifestyle. It's just like, okay. Yeah, and either way, it's with a woman, right? No, I just always wonder, do guys have to, like, tell you, like, because no one's ever told me, like, put your finger, you know, I like that, or... Oh, nobody's ever, uh, I've never told them, but they just, you know, uh, uh, they'll just do it, like, to mix it up. Yeah, you can't ask for it. I've never, I've literally <laughs> never gone, uh, excuse me, miss, I have a request. Uh, miss, let, can I see your hand, please? The third finger, that one, I need one knuckle. By the way, that is the logic, right? Guys will be like, yeah, you don't ask for it. If you ask for it, that's gay. Yeah, no, of course. Like, she well, just does it cool. I ain't no bitch. Yeah. I just enjoy having two fingers in my <laughs> But also, when you get... That's what I'm happy about with the evolution of, like, mental health yeah. and and uh, sex and gender stuff yeah. is that it's just like, yeah, it's just a thing that you're into. It doesn't... It, it's not a definition. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've never put my finger in anyone's Yeah, I don't think... That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I just haven't. I, I you seem like... Again, you hate to make guesses, but I don't feel like you're that, not wild, but you seem just like, oh, we're going to have sex. I'm you should like, listen to lip service. I'm not a liberal. I'm a conservative in the bedroom. <laughs> Is that true? Um, I wouldn't say that. I think I do like regular stuff, but I do it well. But I've never <gasps> fingered anybody in the And I also don't know, like, do you like go in and out, in and out? You just put it in there, leave it in there? It's, uh, you set it and forget it. <laughs> um, it's always like, uh... Uh, I don't know. So I guess maybe you don't. I never get a sense of what's happening. I don't have a lot of nerves there. I think I don't know what's happening. Where it just feels like something's going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I couldn't tell what is where. So you could live without it. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they outlawed it, it's fine. Like it's not. So you don't need it to be mandated. No, yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. Gotcha. It's my body, your body, your fingers, your choice. Your fingers, your choice. Unacceptable tour. It's at the Cherry Lane Theater right now in New York City, right, Neil? Yes, sir. Where do they go for tickets? It's probably sold uh, out, Unacceptableshow.com. Uh, it's pretty close to sold out. Unacceptableshow.com. Uh, I may extend if things break the right way. Mm -hmm. uh, but How but long is it there for? Six weeks. Six weeks. And we just started yesterday. Damn, so. you got a residency. Basically, yeah. Like a real show, like yeah, real, yeah, yeah. like I got uh, back, like I had to build a set and all kinds of stuff. I'm coming. Three yeah, mics. Wait, will you come? Go will you come? It. Yeah, play. Yeah. Three mics yeah. is one of the best stand-ups I've seen. Thank you. So I yeah. can't wait to see Unacceptable. No, it's it's uh, it's good. Pretty good show, guys. You won't be sorry. <laughs> go check it out. It's Neil Brennan, the always ever entertaining Neil Brennan. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank my you brother. for having me. Always. I feel like we should get you like a bidet deal or something. I would love that. Like an endorsement. Neil Brennan. Neil Bidet Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bidet.com for unacceptable show tickets. Uh, thanks, you guys. It's the breakfast. Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah.
Well, Kanye West had his third event for his Donda album. This was in Chicago Soldier Field yesterday. Now, according to the New York Post, they're saying that he's made quite a bit of money, about $12.75 million from his past two Donda parties in Atlanta. And then we don't know how much he made on this one yet. But, of course, we know Apple Music live streamed them, and he ended up breaking records for both the uh, first two. So we'll see how this one did just now. But he's already making money for an album he hasn't put out yet. They do have uh, that the album is set to be released on September 3rd. Now, the event yesterday was, uh, I mean, very viral moments that happened. As you know, he recreated the house that he grew up in. His childhood home was on the stage. Now, a couple of things that happened. He played some of the songs. There's new songs on there. There's replacement uh, artists on some of these songs. There's some verses that were taken off. One thing that people were going crazy over was the baby on the song Jail. The one thing they ain't like to me, I like they ain't care for me. Do me out like I'm garbage, huh? And that food that y'all took off my table, you know that feed my daughters, huh? Is that the record uh, Sir Carter from Brooklyn moves on? Yeah, now originally Jay Z was on this when we first heard it, and here's Jay Z. God in my cells, that's my celly. Made in the image of God, that's a selfie. Yeah. Pray five times a day, so many felonies. So how do we know uh, Mr. Carter's still not on that record, though? Because he wasn't on it when they played it yesterday. So what? Maybe so we don't know. playing all types of different I'm records. I'm just telling you what happened yesterday. Versions. I said what the version that we heard yesterday, they were mm-hmm. artists that were taken off of songs, artists that were added to songs. We don't know what the final version is on September 3rd, but we know what happened yesterday. Yeah, because, I mean, we know Kanye is, is, is P.T. Barnum out here. Kanye will do anything to get people talking. And he's played the record, like, two times already in Atlanta. So why not throw people off a little bit? We don't know what the out, what's going to be on the album. Right, but we do know yesterday they added the baby and Jay-Z's verse wasn't on there. Now, what mm-hmm. happens next week, we don't know about that yet. Another thing that he did was he added this song, Believe What I Say, with the Lauryn Hill sample. Never question what you was asking for. I give you every single thing you was asking for. I don't understand how anybody could ask for more. Got a list of even more, I just laugh it off. Hey, man, Kanye is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, keeping people talking about his album. If he did the same things he did in ATL at this show, we wouldn't be discussing it. But he knows how to stir up water to catch fish. And I saw a lot of people posting, like, all the songs and the track listings and everything. It looks like about, like, 23 songs that we heard. So we don't know what makes it onto the final, final playlist that's going to be coming out next week. But other things that happened, he did set himself on fire as well as his child. Did you see that? No. I did see it. I did see he it. He really set himself on fire? Yes. He, yes, he yes. was hey, on fire. Well, he had a fire suit on, I it looks like. We make jokes all the time about people literally setting themselves on fire on the internet to go viral, to get attention. Another thing it. that happened was Kim Kardashian was there in a wedding dress, and that was during the song No Child Left Behind, which was the final song of the night. So it looks like they were... <laughs> yeah, it sounded like no wife left behind to me. <laughs> Kidding. Yeah, listen, they got a lot of kids together, too. You don't want to leave them behind. So, yes, he did get Kim Kardashian to come out and, and uh, do, I guess, a wedding up there. So they back together? I don't know. They said that she's just, um, according to sources... You know, he asked for her to come and do that, and she was happy to do this for him and for his event because it was important to him. He also bought out Marilyn Manson and the baby during his listening party. I don't know what Marilyn Manson... And Shanisa, too, right? Had to do with it. Who's Shanisa? What's her name? Shanisa. Shanisa, yeah. Shanisa. Yes. Marilyn Manson on the album as well? 
I didn't. Let me see. I didn't see Marilyn Manson on here. He's, he, Kanye is just doing things to get people talking. He's, stirring, <laughs> he's literally stirring up waters to catch fish. Like that is, he's 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 the best at it. At this point, you might as well give me a verse. Nobody will talk about that. Nobody <laughs> nobody would remotely care. Give me a verse. Give me a sixteen. All right, so yeah, a lot of things happened yesterday. Um, for I'll the say third this, one, if, but let's see when this album's coming out. Yeah, if, if he did take uh, Jay Z off for the baby, that is exactly why uh, Sir Carter said this might be the return of the throne. You know, you got to put the might be in there when dealing with Kanye. And I think it's only right that he puts me on a verse the next time. Man, shut up, man! It's my birthday, so I think it's only You're right. You're not even a rapper, a verse. and it's not your birthday. September 3rd, when the next album's supposed to be dropping. Yes, it is my birthday. All right, so who should he take off to put you on? Kanye. Yeah, take Kanye off. We don't need him. Just me, the baby, and Jay-Z on that record. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that is your rumor report. You wouldn't play it in the rumors? Oh, I definitely would. How are you going to ask her to play it? You the yeah. DJ. What would you, you be, used to what, be a DJ. Envy, what would you re be rapping about? I'm just curious. Remember when Envy was a DJ? -y? I'm still a DJ. Remember those days? Uh, I'm still a DJ. What would you rap about? Lose. What would be your um your theme? I got five kids, one on the way. Way, way, way. Everybody thinks I'm, I'm gay, 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 gay. <laughs> Come on, let's go. go. Keep going. I hate you, I hate you. All right, that's your rumor report. Who are you giving your donkey to, man? Uh, four after the hour, we're giving the donkey of the day to Mr. Brian Warden. He is a doctor in the great state of Florida. Doctors in Florida are different. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get to that next is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Hey, Donkey of the day for Friday, August 27th, goes to a doctor in Florida by the name of Brian Warden. A uh, salute to everybody in Leon County, Florida. Tallahassee, what's happening? Fam, you drop on the clues bombs for fam, you, man. Good morning. Since y'all up listening to me, answer this question What does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? Huh? Huh? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. You know one thing I don't understand about people who commit crimes nowadays is how come y'all don't understand that y'all committing crimes? Okay? I know the internet makes you believe that everything is legal, but some things are simply not. Okay, the FBI, CIA, DEA, NYPD, LAPD, CHP, CRT, GIU, OCU, men in black, they all watching you on social media. And for whatever reason, y'all don't act like they are. Now, it's one thing when his kids doing extremely childish things, uh, extremely childish criminal things, but when it's people who are supposed to be the brightest amongst us, okay, it's very, very confusing, which is why... Titles and positions mean absolutely nothing to me because a lot of folks with all of this certification from higher institutions be certified donkeys, okay, like this human Brian Warden. Now, it's a lot of people getting rich off COVID scams, all right, because you have people out here selling fake vaccination cards, all right, but this guy Brian Ward was doing something a little different. See, I didn't even know that, you know, you could get a medical mask opt-out letter. Did y'all know that? Did you know mm -hmm. you can get a doctor to write you a letter and not wear a mask? I didn't know mm -hmm. that was a thing. 
I heard some places accept that. They said really? you have a yeah exception. Mm, well, clearly, I mean, there's medical reasons people can't wear masks. I guess I had no idea. You know, school me, everybody out there. But uh, Dr. Brian Ward is a member of the Facebook group Parents Against Mask, and in it, he asked parents in Leon County, Florida, to private message him if they need a medical exemption letter for their child. Look, it's right here. Look, big ass meme. What does that say? Parents in Leon County, Florida, private message me if you need a medical exemption letter for your child. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to the Hill for the report, please. Florida doctor has been fired after he offered to sell parents medical exemption letters to help them circumvent school mask mandates. Brian Warden, who was an ER physician at Capital Regional Medical Center in Tallahassee, posted online that he would pen the exemption letter for $50, according to the Tallahassee Democrat. Hospital spokeswoman Rachel Stiles told the Tallahassee Democrat, quote, immediately upon learning of this physician's actions, we began the process of removing him from providing services services to our hospital patients. Whether Warden successfully sold any of the letters is unclear. Who can you trust nowadays? All right, that's saying there is no honor amongst thieves. Hell, there's no honor amongst people with, you know, doctor's degrees either. All right, the media will have you have us. The media will really have us brainwashed and have us thinking it's a certain type of person, you know, who doesn't want to get vaccinated or a certain type of person who doesn't wear a mask. I'm really scratching my head because yesterday, and this is a quick sidebar, but somewhat relevant to the conversation. Uh, it's all so confusing when you see people who, the, who are the brightest amongst us moving like this. Because I read a study yesterday on unheard.com and it spoke on how there has been a lot of debate over how to get the uh, unvaccinated to get the shot and how to combat misinformation and disinformation campaigns. And most of the coverage would have you believe that the surge in cases is primarily less educated, brainwashed Trump supporters who don't want to take the vaccine or wear a mask. Now, the article says... Uh, that may be partially true because the areas in which the Delta variant is surging coincide with the sections of Red America in which vaccination rates are lowest. But according to these researchers from Carnegie Mellon University and the University, uh, uh, the University of Pittsburgh, the most vaccine hesitant group, the highest hesitancy group is people holding a Ph.D., also, the paper found that in the first five months of 2021, the largest decrease in hesitancy was among the least educated. OK, those with a high school education or less. That would be me. All right. Meanwhile, hesitancy held constant in the most educated group. Those with PhDs was still the most hesitant group as of uh, as of this May. So not only are the most educated people most skeptical of taking the COVID vaccine, they're also the least likely to change their minds about it. I don't know what the hell is going on. Once again, as I told y'all yesterday, we all make choices and we have to live with the consequences of said choices. But when you have these highly educated people moving like these folks with PhDs and you got doctors like uh, Brian Warden selling medical opt-out letters for mask for $50 a pop? What are you supposed to think? I'll tell you what I think. Brian Warden, leave the hustling for the hustlers and the scamming for the scammers. You a doctor, all right? You making a little change. Why the hell are you selling mask opt-out letters for $50 on Facebook? And why are you on Facebook for everyone to see? Who told you that was legal? And how are you asking parents to private message you? You should have been private messaging parents. Because what you are attempting to do is illegal. But since you're moving like it's not, you've been removed from the Capital Regional Medical Center. <sighs> Some donkey today's just sell themselves. Uh, please give Brian Warden the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of 
really don't know who to trust anymore. All the Jeez. institutions that are supposed to be here to uplift us and protect us and help us are moving like credit card scammers from Brooklyn. Just don't understand it. Why My Brooklyn? goodness. Why Brooklyn? I don't know. You tell why us. Why not you. Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> you tell Jeez. us why Brooklyn. I'm not arguing this. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey. Donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, Jamaican artist Noah Pole will be joining us. He's performing at Ye Day this weekend, and we're going to kick it with him when we come back. Another Jamaican man lying about not eating poom poom. We'll discuss. All right. (laughs) Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today, and we got a special guest in the building who will be performing at Angela Yee Day this Saturday. Tell them who it is, Yee. It's Noah Poa. What's up? I'm here. I'm here chilling, you know. I'm good. What's good? What's going on? What's up, Brad Drain? He was actually at the first Angela Yee Day also. Really? Yeah. Okay. When I came up here, you called out on me. Um, <laughs> what I, what you can't get all three of us here at once. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, I called out? Yeah, and no, Envy's not here, so. Oh, damn, man. It's, it's, you. it's you, it's you, it's you. Yeah. It's now, you. let me ask you this, because we've, <laughs> we've been having this debate about Patois. Is it offensive when Charlemagne does his um, Jafakian accent? No, I mean, it, it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds good, you know, because, you know, when people try to imitate the... It, it's just like I'm Jamaican if, I, if I'm not born here or whatever and mm-hmm. I'm trying to speak American it just sound funny until you really get it you understand mm-hmm. but you know Charlemagne don't really study the Jamaican stuff like that so he just do it when he sees Jamaican Jamaican culture is so infectious though <laughs> I always watch the show mm-hmm. and I want to ask you a question yes, because sir. I can't ask Angela that yes, sir, because she's a big fan of dance or reggae music Yes. why you don't listen to Jamaican music man I don't know. I, re- I really honestly don't know. I just, I, I like Bob Marley. Certain, <laughs> no, come on, man. Stop like it. Tourist, yeah, right? Bob cer- Marley. It is. There's certain records I like, but I just never got into it. I don't I don't know why. I mean, you also I, like Afrobeats, and I feel I like, do that, like Afrobeats. that yeah, has yeah. such a heavy dance hall. And, and I wondered about that, too. I'm like, well, why do I like Afrobeats, but I never could get into the reggae like that? I mean, because I think Afrobeat is more a, a, a different wave, because... They sing in, in a different language, but they still put the, the English in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand? Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Because okay. if you listen to Davido, es- Essence by um, Whiskey, you still hear that like Patwa, African, proper English. Mm-hmm. You understand? But I just think that you don't, you, you don't have no patience. You yeah, understand? Yeah. To, to just listen and like figure out what, what I, is he I saying? I think you're right. Because I mean, it's, and it's so interesting. I, I never, it's not like I dislike it. It's just that when you're out, and they come on, people go crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why I don't feel this way about it? Because you don't take the time out to, to like, listen and study the music. You you see... We, we should ta- give him a good playlist. For real. Could, like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because the first thing you said <laughs> is Bob Marley. I know. <laughs> like, you gotta come I on, I mean, man. respect to Bob Marley, but, bro, his mad artist is out. Yeah. You understand? And a lot of times I see, like, if, you're, if we're doing an interview up here and Jamaicans is here... You don't even, you know, know what to say to them. Like I'm just listening. You learn. Trying to learn. No, but I mean, I think I see that you're a very inspirational person when it comes to certain things. Because mm-hmm. I watch and I listen. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I think there's dancehall, reggae music out there. Mm-hmm. You know that really could put you in a zone. Yeah, absolutely. 
I like um. I know this little girl. Her name was Maxie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. But then your love record. with celebrities updated version. Yeah. <laughs> I love that record. That's like some old. You keep so. You, all right. So basically, you're still in the nineties. Yeah, 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 the nineties. So what? Uh, which artist you know from the two thousand? Spice. Okay, because she was just up here. Yeah, Spice. Okay, so, yeah. And Spice um, is killing it right now. Yeah, Spice is. Uh, her saw, album is out. Uh, you know what? Before he answers that some more, because he's thinking. Shaggy, of course, but that don't count, He's right? like right now. Shaggy's been around. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Shaggy is more pop, too. Okay. But he's dancehall, but, you know. You know Vibes Cartel. Of course. Yeah. And Movado. Yeah. And Bounty Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Beanie Man. Yeah, Beanie okay. Man, of course. Yeah. But I mean, those are all old schools. So I don't even know. If, that's why I ain't named nothing. You know Shansia, because you've been seeing her kill it with the freestyles. You don't know Shenzia? Uh-uh. What's the song? <laughs> Another blast, 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 blast. Way too blast. Blast, <laughs> With Tiger. No, there's another one now. What's the other one now? I'm oh so blessed. I am blessed. Blast. That's Mr. Vegas. No, that's Mr. Vegas. Yeah, that's hard. Now, now that's that a nice inspirational song. In the morning, when we first started, I used to listen to that like every morning on my way to work. Yeah, make me a playlist. We're gonna put and it's on. about where you grew up, too, though, because I mean, Angelique grew up in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. You're from the South. I'm so. from the South. And I'm not, if there was, there's a lot of people that listen to the reggae down the South. My man Ricky Lee used to always bring reggae artists, dance like artists to Charleston. I feel like. Yeah. Who? Jacure. Yeah. I could see you liking that. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Tyrus yeah. Riley. Okay, yeah. so let me ask you this. I saw Spice. Right, mm-hmm. on Love and Hip Hop, her husband, or boyfriend, mm-hmm. doesn't want her to do all the dancing that she does, like the nasty, as he calls it, dancing, the provocative dancing anymore. But that's part of the culture. So what are your thoughts about that? Like, if you're in a relationship and your girl is like, I don't want you, like, grinding on nobody or doing any of that anymore. That happened already where, you know, uh, she she's saying that, oh, I feel a way if you're whining on a girl. But if, if you come into a relationship with somebody with his profession is this. Mm-hmm. I'm an entertainer. I have to entertain. You understand? If this is a part of my show, like dancing with a girl or doing something spicy, you can't tell me that you don't want me to do that anymore. You have to just take that insecurity out of your life and just understand that this is my job. It's not going to go nowhere further than the stage. Mm-hmm. You understand? So, you know, um, Spice boyfriend telling her like, yo, I don't want you to do this mm-hmm. dance no more. I, that's her choice. Spice like, boyfriend can't be Jamaican, right? No, he's not. That's what I'm saying. There's no way because that's the <laughs> no. culture. Yeah, that's the culture. You can't. I don't. I don't agree with that. You One of my friends went to Carnival in Trinidad with her boyfriend, and she was so mad because he was dancing, and the girls kept coming up and dancing on him. And she, I was like, well. Because she's not from the Caribbean, so she didn't understand it. So and that's a different story. That's a different story because, I mean, with soca music, it's different. You understand? Because how, how would you feel to know that you go to Carnival and the next man is whining on your wife? She's not Jamaican, so <laughs> I would not accept that. I'm like, why is this happening? <laughs> no, but I'm Jamaican, and I don't agree with that. Yeah. I'm not doing that. But it's a Trini thing. Mm-hmm. It's like soca type of vibes, you understand? Because I don't want to, but th- this is what happens. The females is okay with their man dancing with any girl, and the guys is okay with their wife dancing with anybody. Because mm. it's like they're saying, oh, it's a soca music and it's carnival. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't agree with that. What do you think about that? I mean, that's tough. But yeah. that's how I was trying to tell her. Like, it's hard because that's not your culture. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand. And he's like, this is just what we do. Like, you got to. But you can't just throw somebody into that. Well, yeah, I'm not going to no do idea. that. I'm not going to do that. Jamaican men, y'all be wilding, though. <laughs> that dagger, the dagger. 
That's illegal. <laughs> no, it's illegal now. <laughs> not Seriously? every, not not every Jamaican man like oh. Daga girl. It's just a dancing thing, man. It's it, it, you have you have dudes out there that just do that stuff. It's just like the crate challenge right now. Everybody want to do crate yeah, challenge. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Know so you know. If one man see a next man a do crazy daggering on a girl, they want to be a part of that. You understand? Yeah. But it's not every. I'm Jamaican and I don't dagger. You know what's crazy? It's it's like back in the day in the '90s when Uncle Luke and all of that type of music was popping. Like that was normal. Like to be all up on a girl dancing wild. Yeah. But it's like that. We I guess because we went away from that, and Jamaican culture still does it. You look at it and you're like, yo, what's going on over there? They doing a little too much. <laughs> it's just more, it's, it's wilder in Jamaican world mm-hmm. because, you know, we have guys jumping out of trees. <laughs> Lord, I'm jumping. <laughs> That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. I might hurt myself. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not a part of that culture right there. All right, we're still kicking it with Jamaican artist Noah Poa. All right, he's performing at Ye Day this weekend. So don't move, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Jamaican artist Noah Poa. He's performing at Yee Day this weekend. Charlemagne? You're from Kingston, right? Kingston, yeah. What's the misconceptions of Kingston, you think? What, from from what? Just in general, because people think Kingston, they think straight gangster, you know, you're going to get killed if you just walk through there. The thing with Jamaica and Kingston, actually, Mm -hmm. It's just a lifestyle, you know. It's more a party vibes. If you when when you go to Jamaica, you go to Ocho Rios or Montego Bay or Negril yeah. because yeah. that's like more a tourist vibes. You got the beaches and you know stuff like that. But if you want the nightlife, you got to go to Kingston. You understand? And with the the old violence stuff where people be talking about, they, violence is everywhere. Man. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? Violence is everywhere. It's just that we're Jamaican and it more highlighted mm-hmm. everywhere. Because crime is going on in different countries, but because you're not as popular as Jamaica, mm-hmm. you don't you don't hear it like that. You understand? But Kingston is a nightlife spot. Nobody's gonna do you anything if you're not involved in something. Kingston is nice. You, I don't you know. feel like I feel like when you go to the resorts, you don't really get to experience Jamaica the right way. I've been to Jamaica twice, Definitely. and it's the always food been is, on the and the food is garbage. Garbage. Yeah. yeah, you need to be outside. Like honestly, if you take a trip and you go to Jamaica when it's open, 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 mm-hmm. and you roll it with somebody from there, like you know they probably like for instance me and you mm-hmm. go to Jamaica mm-hmm. and Angela or whatever, and I could take you around. You'll have so much fun. Man. Yeah, yeah. The time of your life. Are they gonna keep pressing? Because I don't listen to reggae music everywhere yes, I go. They're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about you in Jamaica. I'd be yeah. like in the airport. Who was I with? I was with um, Wayne Wonder or somebody, and they were like, "What's up with Charlamagne?" I and love they... Wayne Wonder. <laughs> you love. I you love Wayne. Out of Wayne Wonder CD. Which one? Which song? Don't ever go home. <laughs> that's one song you know. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I saw a video <laughs> yesterday. Sean Paul did an interview. And they was like, who would you want to fight in a celebrity boxing match? He was like, I want to fight Charlamagne. This morning, somebody said I should duke it out with Charlamagne the God. And I was like, oh. you know what? He's, he better watch out because I got some kickboxing skills. You know what I mean? The knees, the knees can come right up. So if Charlamagne, so if he's listening, you'll take him on mm-hmm. in a boxing match? I don't know. So uh, people were like, he, he, can't, he can't test you, bro. So pick someone with some clout. You know, pick someone that will really give you a challenge. Like, what the no, hell? Now, I'm going to tell you, Sean, Sean Paul <laughs> thinks that you didn't show up for his interview on purpose. And I hit him, I actually hit him on the DM to say that was not he the case. He also had hit yeah. you up and you didn't respond. 
Wow. I didn't. I don't check my DMs. Only wow. reason I even found out he DM me because somebody told me. Yeah. I think you told them me. Them Jamaicans, they have a, they, they, they feel some type of way and about you, Charlemagne, man. Um, they saying you don't show up for their interview, like you know <laughs> they don't exist, like they, they they're nothing. Yeah, is that? <laughs> and I used to say Sean Paul wasn't really Jamaican. He was yep. from the Bronx. He was a Puerto Rican from the Bronx. <laughs> And you got him in trouble about um, oral sex. Yeah, that was a big thing, yo. Really? <laughs> yes, because they saying you asked the question so fast, he answered and said yes. And then I guess he tr was trying about to take it back. His own I wife, remember. damn it. Really? Oh, he said he did it on his wife? Well, it has to be. Who no, I didn't. I just asked him to eat boom boom. Do you eat boom boom? Huh? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I try to hit you fast. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, if you can hug, you can hear. Like, stop it. Wait, where's that? Where's that? That's not a stereo. That's not a true stereotype no yes, more, it though, is. right? What? Like that Jamaican men don't eat pum pum. That's been disproven. I mean, Jamaican men do eat pum pum. Exactly. You understand? It's not it. everybody. Yeah, you yeah, understand? Yeah, yeah. It's not every Jamaican man. I mean, each to his own. But it, it, it's a culture thing. So I guess a lot of guys will not talk about it. They're mm -hmm. not going to just come up and say, yo, I do it. I don't do it. My mother said, don't do it. <laughs> really? Your mom said <laughs> He's that? He's not going to admit it. It's not good for you. Oh, oh, oh got you guys. She said it's not good it. for you. I don't you. believe him. I don't believe you that. don't believe me? Nope, I definitely don't. I don't tell lies on on weekdays. On weekdays. Now let's talk about um, personally. Do you find yourself to be a conservative person in a relationship? Like what you look for in a woman, or do you think that because um, you have the song "No Stress," right? Yeah. And you like women who are independent mm -hmm. and doing their own thing and, and handling business. But do you feel like men should? Uh, are you of the thought that you got to take care of a woman, hold down the family? Like, what are your thoughts about that as far as a man's role? In a relationship, if we're together, I think we're supposed to be a team. If I'm more successful in the relationship, meaning money-wise, I'll hold down. But, you know, like, I believe in a man should take the bigger bill. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like, the mortgage. If, if we're living together, I'll pay the mortgage because that's more. You understand? the rent whatever i'll give you the utilities mm -hmm. and i'll do other bigger stuff in the house and stuff like that insurance car insurance car payment whatever because you know i'm suck i'm more successful but then on the other end what if the female is making more than the male so you gotta pay the mortgage Th that's the thing I, I never been in that relationship yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i don't know i can't really say i'm i'm not gonna be a hypocrite and be like yo if She's making a hundred thousand and I'm making twenty thousand. Why should I pay that mortgage, which is three thousand dollars? What if the woman is a, a billionaire like a Rihanna? What would I do? Eat he the poom. You better eat mortgage. that poom poom. You start eating. <laughs> hey, you start eating poom poom. <laughs> and you talk about it. And you talk about it. No, a whole song. But 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 if if I didn't do it on the first time and she's with me, I don't need to do it again. Well, hold on now. Just the first time. You don't got to do it the first time, but eventually. No, but I'm in. Mm -hmm. I'm in before that. If I if she never asked me to do it and we're talking, talking, we're having sex, I don't need to do it again. Cause I'm in. I did something else to to keep her. I mean, she's already a billionaire. She got everything else. I don't think she's gonna be with no man not eating no poom poom. Right. What if that's not her thing? That's not every what if female. It is her thing? Thing. True. Huh? What if it is her thing? <laughs> I feel free. <laughs> <laughs> something gotta get. <laughs> What if she says I never uh I never performed oral sex on a man who's never done it to me first? 
She's lying. <laughs> she's you lying. coming up with every excuse. She's lying. She's lying. <laughs> you know she's lying. That's all of it. She's not lying. <laughs> I don't know, man. Because usually it's a it's a tit for tat thing. It's a give or take. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yo, I, I, it's just just one question that I want to ask. Like, what's the thing with you know? Why is it like so necessary for a, a female to get? It feels good. I don't know if it's necessary. It just yeah, but to your point, it just feels good. So it's just like when you when you go to a Jamaican it feels restaurant, good to you giving it or it feels good to her getting it. I like both. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you got to do it. It's like rice and peas. But, I mean, it's in your culture. You from down south. Yeah. Right. I think, I, know. I think everybody does that. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, you do more than eating pum pum. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think it's a thing. It's like it's literally like rice and peas. You're not like no, you not No, no, you can't mix up rice and peas with the thing, brother. No, I'm saying, but We're you good, good rice and peas. <laughs> you, you, have you ever just eaten just oxtail? Brother, don't mix up no food with no vagina. Ain't no longer take for cook rice and peas. <laughs> eat rice and peas, me no eat poom poom. Straight. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you responded to that password. Yeah. You can hear more from Noah Poe at Angela Yee Day, and that's all happening on Saturday. And I always appreciate you so much Thank you. for coming through. We are going to have an amazing, excellent time. I know the kids, everybody, families are going to be excited to see you out there. And I definitely, definitely can't even tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you show up for me. What yeah. time everything start? I'm from 12 to 5. Noah Poe, check him out at Angela Yee Day this Saturday. Thank you for coming, brother. Respect. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, we've been following this R. Kelly trial that's taking place in Brooklyn. And let me tell you, this one, it was a third woman who testified. She's now 39 years old. But she said that she was abused, sexually abused by R. Kelly when she was 17. She also said R. Kelly told her and two other people he should be allowed to have sex with very young girls because he is a genius. He mentioned that he liked young girls and that people make such a big deal out of it. Even look at Jerry Lee Lewis. That's what she testified that he said. And that's, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis is the one who married his 13-year-old cousin. He's a rock and roll singer. Uh, she said, he's a genius and I'm a genius. We should be allowed to do whatever we want. Look at what we give the world. That was R. Kelly's explanation uh, to this girl. She's going by the name Stephanie while she's on the stand. She told the court that she first encountered R. Kelly when she was 16 at the Rock and Roll McDonald's in Chicago back in 98. She was with her boyfriend, best friend, and her best friend's boyfriend. An employee of R. Kelly gave her a slip of paper with his number on it, even though she said she was 16. He said, R. Kelly wants you to call him. She said she had no intention of doing that, threw out his number. But the following summer, she was working at a hotel, and she heard he was making an appearance at a Nike store around the corner. Her best friend was an aspiring singer, so she thought that she could introduce the two of them, and it would help her career. She said she ran into him as he was exiting the store, they started talking and a week later they had their first sexual encounter while she was 17 she said uh, she went to his studio and they had sex after she waited a few hours to even speak to him she said that she had low self-esteem at the time of their meeting and she had already experienced sexual trauma from a family member and from a former boss she said it was the hardest time of her life she said she did keep uh, seeing him 
And he was either very nice and charming or he was very controlling and intimidating. She said the sex was humiliating. He would control everything, instructing her on how she should moan even. And that he would, I don't even know if I could say this on the radio, so I won't say that part. But she said she would leave feeling disgusted and less than and that he would make her assume a specific sex position, then leave the room and make her hold it for hours. And he would yell at her if she moved. She said, I would just be completely naked with my butt in the air just waiting there for him to come back. Now, uh, she said one time she was in the car with him after he played a basketball game and he made her give him oral sex even though there were two other people in the car. She said that was really disgusting because he just played basketball for an hour. She was embarrassed and tried to do it quietly, but he told her to make more noise while doing it because he wanted the people in the car to know. She said she was really scared. She never did live with him. But according to uh, Stephanie, the first time he wanted to film their sex, she confided and she said, get out of So one of her friends. Her friend told her, get out of there. But she said, I did as he asked because I felt like I didn't have a choice. So her testimony <clears throat> was yesterday. This is the first time she's publicly spoken about what she said that R. Kelly did to her. And even though more than 20 years have passed since then, she said the memories of those six months that she was dating him still haunt her. She said it was the lowest time of her life. I've never been treated like that before or since. He humiliated me. He degraded me. He scared me. How long does the trial last? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know exactly how long it's going to last. I guess as soon as they hear everybody's testimony and then closing arguments. But Is he taking a stand? Uh, I I wouldn't think so, mm. but I guess we'll nah, see. Things I, can always change. <laughs> Whew, that was hard to read, though, if you see everything that uh, she had to say. All right, now it's also Friday, so there are some new albums out, and Belly has his new album out. See you next Wednesday. And here is Zero Love featuring Moneybag Yo. We woke up to soak up the linen Rowing up just to replenish You may fall in love when it finish But I got zero love I got zero love like it's ten all right, also out today, West Side Gun. Uh, uh, also, Currency, highest in charge. Lil Tecca, we love you, Tecca 2. OGC, Jeezy World. Uh, Jack Boy, Jack Boy 2 is out. 4-2 Doug drops his deluxe album. Also, Kodak Black has a surprise mixtape out called Before the Album. And here is uh, something from Kodak Black, August 25th. You said you sent me some pictures, but I ain't never get it. And I know when you hear my songs, you think I'm being petty. But what's the pressure about living? What I did to you? What I owe you? Call my phone and I'm a kid to you. Yak, I listen to Kodak Black. Yak be snapping. I don't care what y'all say. All right, also, WizKid has his deluxe version of Made in Lagos. This album originally came out in October last year, but now he has the deluxe version available. Uh, also, some oh, Indecent Proposal by Timbaland and Magoo officially is out now on all major digital streaming platforms. I know you're a big fan of Magoo. Also, some new singles out today. We've been playing Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar. Family Ties already. I swear, Vezo featuring Lil Baby. Noted difference. Meek Mill featuring Lil Baby and Lil Dirk sharing locations. I got a little people in the hood. I call her gang. She don't play with that baby. I be f- NBA. You know I ain't never gonna say. New contract mm. being like I play ball. Little boy ain't nothing to play with. Also mm-hmm. out today, Babyface Ray featuring Big Sean and Hitboy. It ain't my fault. Rich the Kid featuring Polo G. Prodigy. Babyface Ray be snapping too. Russ can't let go. BTS featuring Meg Thee Stallion. This is the one that she was uh, fighting with her label over. The Butter Remix. So smooth like the car I ride. Even your best party planner couldn't catch this vibe. Big boss and I make a hater stay on their job. And I be on these girls' necks like the back of their bobs. All right, Very. East Atlanta MC Grip dropped his Shady Records debut album, IDFT. It stands for mm-hmm. I Died For This. And it features a song called Mama Told Me. Also, Lil Boss, A-O-N. I definitely was Lil Boss. Really really uh, they got hella guns, but they don't need 
never spent. I can see it on the low, cause we finna win. Mm, salute to my guy, Lil Boss, North Charleston, 843. My guy, Ty, producer, Mossberg, Montana. What's happening? Grip hard, too, by mm -hmm. the way. Grip tough, tough. Yes, and that is his Shady Records debut album out today. I die for this. All right, mm -hmm. and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. And shout now, out to uh, Michaela, who put out a single called Comfortable today also. Comfortable, Michaela yep. got a little bop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, now revolt. We'll see you on Monday, everybody. The Breakfast Club. Up in your lifestyle. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. Hey. You are rock, 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 rockin' with the best. Uh. The best. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to 97.9 WJLB, our station in Detroit. They have a concert. It's the CMG Takeover. Yo Gotti, 4-2 Doug. ESTG, Moneybag Yo, Koi LaRae, and JaQuest. I'll be hosting that event this week, and it's a huge concert. Shout out to Bushman as well and Justin Floyd. And then, of course, the after party I'll be knocking out as well. So make sure you join me. And the after party's going at Tan Ring. Right. Now, Yee, tell them about Angela Yee Day. Yes, Angela Yee Day is tomorrow in Brooklyn. I see a little rain in the schedule for the morning, but this is Don't from worry 12. About it. It's from it's 12 to 5, so hopefully it'll be cleared up. It says it will. So hopefully it will. But we have uh, some performances. Some of them will be surprises for you. But you can see it's a very Caribbean-themed day. And come out and enjoy yourself and have a good time. There's going to be a lot of information that you can get. A lot of, um, I told you, the Brooklyn Nets, their organization, have a table set up. So they want to get some people to come and work at the Barclays and some opportunities with the Brooklyn Nets. And we had some giveaways from them as well as Miss Jessie's uh, hair care products, one of my favorite hair care lines. Uh, we have a lot going on. Chick-fil-A, everything is going to be free. Drink Fresh Juice will be out there as well, giving out some free juices. So make sure you bring the family, bring the kids, wear a mask, and enjoy yourself. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do have a positive note, man, um, and it's really simple. Well, first of all, I got to salute Anita Kopax, and you know, make sure y'all go grab Shallow Waters. Shallow Waters is out right now everywhere you buy books. Um, and my positive note is simply this. When you start to wonder whether you can trust someone or not, that is when you already know you don't. Ponder on that for the weekend, okay? Okay. <laughs>